Happy birthday, Nana. Oh, thank you, guys. We wanted to Nana's birthday episode. Yay. So, Nana, it's your birthday episode, and we know how much you love Campfire Tales. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Oh, we have to introduce ourselves. Sorry. I'm Cindy. I'm Gabriella. I'm Andrea, and we are Haunted, Haunted Hermanas. Hermanas. So, uh, to kick off episode 31, Campfire Tales number 10, we leave it to Nana. Um, hi, Booze. Welcome back. Uh, fortunately, I have two Campfire Tales to discuss today. Um, so, here's the first one, and it goes like this. <clears throat> the title of it is called Haunted Club. I wrote a few stories about working as a dancer at a few local clubs, but I do have one supernatural slash ghost story that I've been meaning to post in here but never really got around to. I guess a part of me still is skeptical about it, but what? But why not tell it anyways? I apologize if this is a little long. A little background. I worked at this club, which was my favorite club. The owner used to be a dancer there and then married the previous owner, and he died a while back. She's owned it now for years. The dancers are welcome to stay at the club at night and sleep. They have pretty good security cameras and lots of locks. So, they take many precautions, and I never felt unsafe there. Even though the basement is kind of creepy and sometimes I'd end up there alone, I had the manager slash security guy's number and he legit lived 10 minutes away. He was also in the military at some point, so I always felt okay staying at the club alone. That said, there had been ghost stories passed around about how the old owner who died would haunt the place. I didn't believe it was true, and I often rolled my eyes when people would mention chairs being moved and glasses being left out in the bar when the person who closed was sure they cleaned everything up. Now, the people who have keys to the place is the manager, owner, and the person who comes in to clean every morning. I had gotten pretty used to and very familiar with the routine, th the routine there. The manager slash bartender would close up and stay till the girls leave or say they are staying. Then he will lock everything up, clean up, and be out by 3 a.m. I would go to bed and get woken up to the sound of the cleaning person coming in at 7 on the dot every morning. I would hear them unlock the back door so any other dancers can come and go as they please. They keep it unlocked because some girls travel from far away so they get there extra early and get ready for the night. The cleaning person would be out, be out there by 9, always 9. They always lock up the bar and the front door. So the only way to the dressing room would be going through the back door, which I can look at from where I sit. After 9, nobody comes to unlock the front until 4.30 and never earlier. This is all really important to the story, so keep that in mind. I usually wake up at 1, and this afternoon was no different. I woke up and took a shower. I sat in my mirror and kind of just sat in my towel and texted and such. I wasn't in a hurry since I didn't have to be ready and on the floor till 6. I was thinking about heading over to the restaurant next door and just sort of lounging around. Then I heard the sound of glasses clicking. It was coming from the bar. There is a door separating the dressing room and the bar that stays locked until the bartender comes to open it. I didn't think much of it because I'm used to hearing the noises of whoever's opening the, the club that night. Then I glanced at the time and my stomach dropped. It was about 2 p.m. and I knew nobody should be there. 
And if it was the owner or the manager, they'd usually unlock the, unlock the door and they'd come back and chat with me. But I still just heard the noises of glass clicking and then shuffling of feet. Then I heard the sound of a chair being dragged. I was frozen for a few moments, but it really did just sound like the bartender getting the club ready to open. So I finally called out, hello? No answer. I got up and started walking towards the door. Hello? I got up to the door and knocked, hey, is anyone there? Then a loud bang, like something kicking or hitting the door. I immediately hacked up to the mirror, threw on a random sundress and ran out the back door and went next door for food. Normally I would just get takeout and bring it back to the club. But this time I just sat in the little restaurant and waited. I went back to the club and saw the bartender pulling up. I went in the back door and they went to unlock the front door. Then they came and unlocked the door to the dressing room, which is where I was. After some chit chat, I casually asked, hey, did the boss or anyone come in around two? They looked puzzled for a second, then asked, no, why? I told them what happened. Then they walked back out, the, out to the bar, came back out and said, come here. I followed him out and he points to a chair all the way across the bar past the stage. It was down while all the other chairs were still up. Apparently the old owner would sit in that chair when he was still alive. The, bar the bartender told me he wasn't the one who took that chair down. There could be a lot of reasonable explanations for what happened that day, but it still gives me the creeps thinking about the possibility of, of it being the dead previous owner. That is the first story, guys. So this is a strip club, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, the stage. I know. <laughs> the time everything. I thought it was funny. I think it's different. You know. Yeah, like, it is. I'm so used to haunted hotels, you know, and schools and whatnot. So I was like, oh, this is different. I never. I've After never thought what? of like a haunted strip club. I'm sure there are a lot out there. And just to think of like, you know, there's like a lot of energy <laughs> in strip clubs. You know what I mean? Whether it's like, you know, fun energy, down uh, energy, down energy. energy. Yeah. And then, but also like, w why, you know, we have creeps, right? <laughs> <laughs> that go to strip clubs. Of course, when they die, <laughs> they want to go back for a free show. Place. <laughs> I know, and they don't have to tip this time. Hip. <laughs> a two so for course. two Tuesday deal. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> they can, yeah, but just wander around and watch without having to to pay yeah. and They're get a free show in the in the back end and on stage. They're probably looking for the regular dancer. Like, where's Candy at? Yeah, <laughs> not candy. <laughs> um, that's really scary for her because, like that, I would if I were her and I heard that, like my immediate thought would be like someone's breaking in. I don't know why. I always right. feel like if I was a stripper, <laughs> I would all, I would be scared of like creeps that would like wait for me outside or like become doctors yeah, and stuff. And that's what yeah. I would think. Like, oh god. <laughs> That's that's spooky. I know. I think it's even scarier the fact like I don't know. 
Because the door, the I, the way she described the door that connects from the dressing room to, like, I guess the main floor slash bar area, like, it's locked. They have it locked until the, the bartender comes for the evening shift or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's locked. And it's like someone's on the opposite side, like, hitting the door and banging on it. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to break in. Yeah, that's Ooh. really creepy. And also, I would check the cameras. I would ask one of the, the managers to to see if they can check the cameras to see if they ca- it caught anything. I wonder if they did that. I wonder. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, so that's my first one. And then my Alola. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. I love hearing her. I'm going to go for my second story. The title is Dead Dog Came to Say Goodbye. Oh, Oh, Bobby. Okay. You know, this happened when I was about 10 years old, living with my grandparents in their house with my mother and little sister as a result of a messy divorce. Almost everybody who's been in and out of that house before has some sort of paranormal experience to share, and I have a dozen of my own, but this was my most direct and obvious, and the one that stuck with me the most. We had our beds and all our stuff in the back room, which had a door leading into a small hallway that had a sink with a large mirror, a bathroom, and a wooden, dusty old sauna and bathtub at the very end were both now used for keeping junk. I would never sleep with that door open without getting nightmares and feeling this horrible, impressive presence. I know something lives back there, but I don't think I'll ever get the chance to figure out what. I think the fact that we were so close to this hallway had something to do with what I'm about to describe. So me and my little sister had a large mutt of a dog called Penny, who was an absolute sweetheart. My grandpa didn't like her at all, though. He insisted upon making her an outside dog. He would literally throw her outside whenever she tried to stick her nose in some, stick her nose in through the backyard door. Living in Nevada during the peak of summer, one day we found her lying on the concrete near her kennel, dead for God knows how long from heat stroke. It was a horrible day. My grandpa and my mom wrapped her up in a towel, stuck her in the back of the van, and took her wherever you take dead dogs. My memories are blurry, but, but but they both insist that me and my sister stay back with my grandma. That night, I went to sleep in my mom's bed. After a while, as I was a kicker, she kicked me out and tucked me into my own bed. I don't remember falling asleep. The very next thing I remember is lying on my bed, staring at the roof with this overwhelming feeling of despair sitting on my chest. It was almost hard to breathe with how horrible I felt. Then I hear Penny walking on the carpeted floor, her breathing, the sound of her paws, everything is her. My hand is hanging off the bed and she puts her nose into it, almost nuzzling it, and whines. The weight comes off of my chest and I remember smiling a little and calling her a good girl. Then she was gone. I woke up crying so hard I almost couldn't breathe again. Mm -hmm. There's my memory. I don't think it was really a dream, and my grandma says to this day she wanted to say goodbye to me. I knew Penny was hurting before she died, and I like to think this was her way telling me that she's okay, she loves me, and she's leaving now. I wish I had more time with her. We had Penny for less than two years, but I'll never forget my girl. R.I.P. Penny. Oh, Penny. I know. She deserved better. She She deserved a better baby. I know the grandpa. Stupid grandpa. 
Like heat stroke, that's preventable. Like that, that means yeah. that she was out there all the time and she really suffered. Poor baby. Yeah, that's so sad. That that's so very sad. sad. Like it's... I feel so bad when, you know, kids are growing up and they don't have like any say or like any power really to do better for the pets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's happened a lot with like our parents' generation. You know, our parents have generation is like was more open to taking care of animals the right way and so on and so forth yeah. but like our grandparents no pets i mean there weren't such thing as they're pets. outside like, cats and dogs they're they were street they're animals outside. yeah yeah then- animals like it it is what it is where it's- like us are like our pets are our babies now yeah <laughs> and my baby it's like literally oh. the in coco the disney movie the the perfect representation of uh a, a child trying to keep a street animal as their dog. Dante, the dog? Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway. Right, moving along. <laughs> Video good stories. That show is so sad. That made me yeah. really sad. Right? Also- you know, I... Sorry. Uh-huh. Go for it. What? No. Say what you had to say. No, I thought it was very, very cute how the dog came back to protect her, too, because the pressure on her chest when she was sleeping, that negative energy or whatever it was that was giving her that pressure, and then Penny comes in to help her and rescue her, and then the pressure goes away off the girl's chest. I know. (laughs) I I know. I had a dream with Jay recently. Really? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And I never dreamed with him. Maybe because Romeo just passed. (laughs) <laughs> my puppy. I know. My so, like, I remember my story. Sorry, guys. I'm just gonna get straight to it. But in my story, how she mentions that creepy like room, like hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he mentions that they mention it. Yes, the child. Yeah. So it reminds me of when we we're little, in um, Tia Sandra's house. You know, Cindy, like the back yes. room. I know. You've actually well. referenced that, like, this is probably your third time. <laughs> I yeah, can tell it's really affected you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking would, too, with me. Yeah, it is scary as fuck. Even to this day. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, that's all. <laughs> are you going to tell the story of uh, your dream with Jay, or are you just going to mention it? I'll remember it. I just, I know that he was in my dream. No. I've been having weird dreams lately, Chris and I. Weird dreams. Hmm. Maybe because your house is haunted. I don't know. No. (laughs) Maybe because we are staying up to late watching Yellowstone. I heard of that. Anyway. It's a good show. Yeah, it's good. All All right. right. Who's next? Me. (laughs) I would like to go next. Um, This one is called Childhood Encounters in the Woods. When I was young, I was a very awkward kid. I had a lot of difficulty making and keeping friends. I spent most of my time hiking outside of my hometown in the Los Angeles National Forest. I lived with my grandmother in the town of Wrightwood. I would spend most of my nights out camping, claiming to be going on small trips with my Boy Scout troop, when in reality, I would just take my backpacking tent and find a nice secluded canyon to sleep in. Whenever I would sleep in the canyon, I would have strange but comforting dreams while my childhood dog, Shelby Lynn, would come find me in the woods, huddle up in my sleep bag to stay warm, and I would talk to her throughout the night about my woes and my accomplishments. 
This is so weird. So, guys, I did not read this story before um, picking it. And this just mentions that she (laughs) or he um, had a dream about uh, its childhood dog. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, sorry. (laughs) It always felt surreal when I woke up and she wasn't there. So I tried to go back as often as possible just so I could see her again, all the way up until I turned 16. I stopped coming to the mountains as often because I was spending a lot of time with my girlfriend down in the high desert. One day, about a year into our relationship, I decided to take her hiking up one of my favorite canyons. About halfway up the canyon, she slipped and badly twisted her ankle. It was swollen to the size of a grapefruit. I asked her to let me carry her back down to to let me or to let me tear a piece of my shirt to use as a sling, but she refused. So we continued down. About 10 minutes into our hike down, she said she saw something. I asked her what it was, and she said she didn't know, just move it in her peripheral vision. Then about five seconds later, something scared her so badly she almost fell again. I took her back home, and we treated her ankle with a sling and a compression wrap. To this day, she still refuses to acknowledge what happened, and I think perhaps that's for the best. When I was 17, we eventually broke up. Her mother had gotten into an accident drinking and driving, and she was forced to move in with her grandparents. We couldn't keep up the long-distance relationship. I continued going to the mountains for two more... I continued going to the mountains for two more relationships and two more years, but I never brought somebody to the mountains with me during that time. I simply spent half my my free time with my boyfriend-slash-girlfriend and other half in the mountains dreaming of my childhood dog and bliss. When I was 19, I met a girl who really understood me as a person. Foolishly, I thought that meant she might understand what was happening to me in those mountains. I told her all about my dreams and all about what happened to my first ex. She wanted to try to see for herself. We left at about 8 p.m. and arrived at the base of my favorite canyon at about 9 p.m. Me and my then-girlfriend went hiking up with flashlights and some camping gear, hoping to spend the night. We spent a good 20 minutes setting up a site where I cleared all the flammables in a 5-foot radius and started cooking in my jet boil. We had some dinner, although I can't remember I can't remember what we ate. I think it was just some Uncle Ben's rice and some bread. <laughs> then we decided to walk around some more. About 20 minutes into the hike, she stopped dead in her tracks. She had seen something moving just like my first ex. She looked at me and asked me if I saw it too. I hadn't. Then she took another look and let out a small whisper of a scream. She grabbed me and asked me to take her back to our camp so we could leave. Later, she described to me a scraggly, dark, long-haired dog that looked to be about as tall as her, 5'3", and covered in mange and forest debris. She told me it grinned at her and that its mouth looked almost human. She begged me to never go back there again. She told me whatever was up there wasn't a friend and that I should never have let it into my life in the first place. I believed her at this time, but now, five years out of that forest and one year out of our rocking relationship, I miss the forest more than anything else. I miss my dreams and I miss the feeling of ease and bliss I got from there. I want almost more than anything to go back there and spend the night just to feel that just to feel like that again. Safe, comfortable, and carefree. Should I go back, maybe just for one night, or was she right? Is there something here that's dangerous? And if so, why has it never seemed dangerous to me? 
Why do I feel safest when I'm there? Because you fucking crave, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's weird. I think so. so. Okay. Ugh. A werewolf. I That's know. what they are. No, I actually think that it's his dog that is protecting you know, him. Protecting him. Yeah. yeah. So it, none of these bitches are good enough for him. Yeah. So they're, and so it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so we can like, so they can fuck off and not like fuck with him anymore. But, and you know, I think that's a test. That's awesome. I wish I had that. <laughs> so like every time I like someone, I could like bring them to the mountain. And then if they see this mutt, then they run away. Then I know that's yeah. my sign. They're not the one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, both Nana and I turned to the camera when you're, when you're like, uh, and it smiled like almost human. Like we both made that stink ass face. Mm. Like, mm. Oh, I know. We I both did the same thing at the I'd same time. I'd rather have a mean, scary, vicious I'm, look than right? a smile. Oh. <clears throat> so no. gross. Yeah. Oh. You have a, a some. I don't even know if that's called a guardian, but I guess to them it is. Yeah, if he feels peaceful, then go back. Yeah. Do just yeah. try it out for one year, and like he's mature yeah. now. I'm assuming he's older. Yeah. Um, by yourself, enjoy. Stop bringing bitches up in there. Hit. Yeah, no. Clearly, we could see the right. common denominator of what's going wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good all story. right, Andrea, that leaves you. Yes, I have two. Okay, so my first one is someone or something was in our room last night. Ew. Yes. This they posted this six days ago. It actually happened a couple of weeks ago, but I still can't stop thinking about it. My girlfriend and I, not relevant to the story, but so there's no confusion. I'm also a woman. We're sleeping and I woke up in the middle of the night. When I looked at my phone to see what time it was, I saw it was around three AM. I slightly turned my head to try and fall back asleep, but then I saw in the corner of my eye my girlfriend standing next to the bed. She seemed to be looking down and she was facing the wall. I just thought she had to go to the bathroom as it is not unusual for her to do so during the night. The thing is, she was completely still. She wasn't moving. She wasn't saying anything. I thought something might be wrong. So as I turned around completely to face her and ask her if everything was okay, I saw her, my girlfriend, still sound asleep in the bed right next to me, except she, or what looked like her, was also standing next to the bed, not moving. I stared back and forth to her and to this thing for a couple minutes, wondering what to do. It still was not moving, just facing the wall and looking down. I knew it was probably a bad idea to try to talk to it, so I decided to just turn back around and try, go, try to go back to sleep. I peeped a couple times again for the next 30 minutes or so, and that thing stayed there until I fell asleep. Next morning, it was gone. Never saw it again, and when I told my girlfriend, she had no idea what could have, what could have happened. So this reminded me of the fucking, um, oh god, that movie that was filmed here in Maryland. The uh, Blair Witch? Yes, yes, The Blair Witch. Why? Have you never seen it? I did in like sixth grade when it came part out. Of, part of it's like when you get caught... They, the Blair Witch makes one person stand in the corner with like facing oh, yeah. the corner while another person is in like the middle of the room or whatever, like actually like kills that person. I saw it when we were in middle school. Like I don't remember exactly how it goes, but that's the one thing that I do remember best is that someone has to stand in the corner and listen to the other person like being murdered. 
Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So that's um, why that's freaky. It's that's so like a scary. Doppelganger. Yes. <laughs> He's like, mm, let me turn around. Like, mm, yeah. She was. She was like not playing with it. <laughs> she said, uh, "Let me just <laughs> let me just ignore it." <laughs> Oh, How could you do that? I don't want my back turned to anything. Yeah, I don't. I, I, if I anything, would I would wake. Up. I would wake my bitch up and be like, "Look, look, <laughs> no, you never told me. Feet. Yeah, you never told me about your sis over there. Like, I can't. I could barely yeah. handle you. Uh, not the sis. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's my. One. I know. I don't. I don't like that. That's my first story. I have my socket here and. This one I was kind of too scared to read, but so we'll see how it goes. Because <laughs> the title is I Live Next to a Skinwalker. <laughs> Ew. Oh. <laughs> okay. Rose. Me and my family have been seeing some stuff over the years, and to me, it's terrifying. I have only experienced it two times. The first time when I was like seven, and this was the worst paranormal thing I have witnessed looking back. But I went in the kitchen and looked out to the backyard and something laying down like a dog was looking at me, making eye contact. One eye was yellow, the other was green. I tell everyone in the living room something is outside and when they check, it's literally gone. The second time I saw it, it was when I was going to get firewood for the stove and as soon as I opened the door, something right there moves extremely fast, causing me to jump back. Other members of the family have experiences too, like my sister who was taking the dog out to use the bathroom. There's an old woodshed that we don't use anymore, but that's where the dog uses the restroom. And my sister said it looked at me, which was absolutely terrifying. I took the dog out once and it was in the same spot. I turn around, look at a big bush, it starts shaking violently, and I force the dog to move with me back to the house. My grandmother liked to be in her car while watching stuff and drinking beer. <laughs> okay. Wait, what? <laughs> cool grandma. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but one time, it ran past the front of her car, and she couldn't leave. She asked us to go out there and escort her back. She doesn't do that anymore, and it was like her favorite thing to do. Not sure if this is the same thing or if it's related, but another time when I was seven, I woke up and something whispered my name. This scared the absolute shit out of me, and I went crying to my older sister. This happened again when I was like 10, and they were both coming from the back porch where I saw it laying like a dog. Speaking of my older sister, a while ago she was going up to the house through the backfield, which was really high grass at that point, and her friend stopped because of some rustling somewhere close, and something full sprint was going towards them, and they ran to the house as quickly as possible. We haven't had much happen recently until a few weeks ago. I was on call with someone with my sister, and I was messing around screaming for some reason. Me and my sister hear something scream back. We both look at each other and go inside. We live in the woods, not close too much, so that really freaked me out. My father was with one of his friends and they were hunting. They see a skinwalker because the deer they saw ran and hid behind a tree, which kept peeking at them. Eventually, it runs off, but it's much smaller. One of my biggest fears is one of our dogs coming back from outside and it not being our dog and it gets inside. 
Ew, of course. I mean, if you live in a... <laughs> if you live in... I'm sorry. Someone said, I just can't get past Grandma Quinn. Go oh, I know. <laughs> get it. It's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Someone else said, me and Grandma right. have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh god that's I so fucking funny uh <laughs> yeah right uh, oh god um no well i mean if you live in the middle of goddamn nowhere in uh the forest then yeah oh it's so ugh, so gross so those are my two stories and that concludes nice. our um campfire tales Ooh, i have speaking of skinwalkers i have a story I've been meaning to tell y'all. It has nothing to do with skinwalkers, but it's just funny. The first night, Dad comes back. Keep in mind, Alejandro and I picked this guy up, and by the time we got home, it was like 1 a.m. I'm dead asleep. Hell no. And all I hear is... <laughs> no, all, all I hear is... <laughs> I was like, oh my... <laughs> Are you God, kidding me? This is not happening. I literally st like lay there. I was like, I'm not gonna wake up, but all I hear is, it's the first night he's back and he's already yeah. having. And, uh, he's like, hey, uh, I was like, oh my god! You so I get up, house. I get up, and all I see is his legs. Fucking, he's high kicking like in the. No. <laughs> You know, he's huge. He's huge. But this was so bad. Like, he, this motherfucker, he could You should have recorded it. I, I didn't even have my glasses on. I was so tired. I swear to God, that motherfucker's hips went off the bed. Because I he was swear kicking. to God, I would be so angry. You would be shocked that I didn't put a pillow over his head <laughs> and his face. Oh and I'm like, stop it. I like, was shaking him. And he was so loud, too. And I was like, puppy. And he's like, oh, oh. And I was like, wake up. And he's like, oh, oh my God. And I just walked away. I was like, I can't with you right now. I can't. <laughs> and then can't. the next night, <laughs> I haven't gone to sleep yet because I was like, wasn't able to sleep. But all I hear is, oh. I was like, no, we're not doing this not, tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> tonight. Yeah. But oh, he stopped. He stopped, luckily. So I was like, oh, he only did, like, See, two little zombie moans. You know, dad and his nightmares, man. That's the fucking demons and devils trying to, yeah, you know, taking Yeah, every control. time it happens, and the shit, the shit from Nicaragua, since he just came back, something something probably came with him, you know? Don't say that. I, I'm in this I, house. I, and shit. I agree. I agree. What, what, you don't, like, hello, my thing, my episode was in Nicaragua. Like, I really yeah. think, like... Something is like, oh, you back in the motherland? We got in you. The motherland. Yeah. And like, what I the would fuck? love, would love a medium or a psychic, you know, just to do something with, like, you know, like, oh, your dad, like, pick up dad's, you know, oh or something. yeah. Energy. Actually, we are doing a psychic reading for Karen's birthday. Oh, that's so fun! <gasps> a group one, so I can ask. I always pass by like some like. You know, like people in their houses have the psychic medium ad. I was like, okay. on three fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I've seen that for years. So, so like, like listen. there's also one in Clarksburg, but in like the corner, like before you turn left to the outlets. But anyway, so I'm like, you know what? One day I'm gonna fucking do it, right? And I'm gonna go a straight face poker face, like no reaction as best as I can, and see what happens. Cause, I mean, I think it's so cool, but 
I just think it would be fun to do just to see. I did in Savannah. I was like so nervous. Um, I was like shaking and on the verge of, of crying. Why? I'm like, I don't know. I was just sitting there it's like a maraca. Kelly was like, are you okay? I'm like, nah. That's funny. You guys are so sensitive. I know. In there, and then, I'm like, hey. Hey, boo. <laughs> I honestly might be a regular at this point whenever I see one. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm a white witch too, bitch. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I noticed this over the years that every time I'm literally about to book an appointment to see a psychic or you know, do a reading, something always happens in my life where I'm like, fuck, I had to cancel it. Something. Always. Mm. And like, I'm like, oh, I'll do it next week. And then something pops up like, I don't know. And then, or I get sick or like, oh, uh, an exam pops up or shit like that. Because in college, you know, in downtown Frederick, there's a bunch of them. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like that happens to you even when you're trying to get your nails done, bro. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mom, um, mom came over to Karen's house last night and we were like talking about like psychic reading and she's like no that's bad luck she was she's like that brings yeah she's like that brings evil energy and I'm like mom oh, mom that's stop <laughs> listen you sound just like a psychic over here. that brings evil energy and all this stuff like so stop it calm down right she's and, probably she's, done and she's the one that like she's the one that like Growing up, she would stage the house and like. Oh, yeah. my Remember, we we we'd have to eat the twelve grapes under the table for New Year's. Like she does I all never, this. Speaking stuff. of that, I never did. We ever eat grapes under the table? Because yes. from my memory, I don't remember doing that. Yes, you're probably sleeping already. Oh, true. I just mm-hmm. remember the twelve grapes, but I do remember her staging the house on New Year's. That too. yeah. Right, and then she's also the one like, that says sorry. So she's also the one that says, like, you have to close all the toilet seats after using toilet. If not, all the, like, good luck is going to get sucked down the toilet. But no, what? bitch, that is not it. It's because she the poop particles she would also, in the air. <laughs> no, after you're done using the toilet, you, yes. after you've done you're flushing so- it. Obviously, you close the toilet lid when you flush it. Because yes, if not, that's kind of gross. She, you're supposed to, oh. you're supposed to. But, no, like, no. my, like, mom would walk into the bathroom and like she would see the toilet seat up and she'd be like close the toilet or the bad or the good luck's gonna get go down the drain and i'm like okay oh wait guys before i go okay we go i wanted to tell you guys you know how i went to the hair salon recently to get my hairdo for Just my birthday looks and, very good you know my girl daisy yes yeah so anyways yeah. every time i visit her she always has um new updates with the paranormal stories in her life whatever um and this one she told me that her cousin and aunt have um a ghost a spirit that has been following them for years what yes and it does ugh, i forgot full detail where it all started but um, what she, what i can recall it's been literally there with um, her cousin and aunt since the get-go, no matter where they move, travel to, just forever. Oh, it's a traveling ghost. Yeah, I thought <laughs> it was very, very creepy. And then she also told me, what was it? Oh, what was it? So she recently, I think last summer, went to Deep Creek, Maryland to a lake house um, with cousins and like other family members just for a little summer vacay. And they had a paranormal um incident there i'm not sure if i 
mentioned it before in the podcast, but it, it was really creepy. I could, I'll bring it up another time because that's a whole nother story. But while, um, since she's a hair does a hairstylist, she gets many clients. And one client brought up, you know, how she went to Deep Creek, Maryland also mm-hmm. and rented out, went to a, a lake house. And that shit was haunted. She didn't tell me what, how exactly it was haunted, but the lady was just, oh my God, there is definitely haunted there. No joke. Um, but yeah, that was it. Yeah. I bet. Did it, who had a story about a lake house? Carmen. Was it Carmen? Um, it was a, like, Airbnb on a, I don't know if it was a lake or... Oh, I remember. I thought it was a lake, though. No, it wasn't a lake. It was, like, um, in a field somewhere. It was very cute. I remember we bought a book in and I was like, no. And there was, like, a a bathtub in the back. And I remember there was candles set up, right? And Carmen's story. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I remember. We should book shit. something. I want to go um to a cabin. Okay. Why am I talking like that? <laughs> I picked it up too. <laughs> I I automatically automatically imitated you. A cabin. <laughs> it's watching too, too though. Yellowstone. <laughs> I think we do a little. I think we try to be funny and jokey and like eh, you know we're like cabin. Eh, no, like, that came yeah, out I, like that I was like that. me talking and it wasn't supposed to be like <laughs> a voice thing. I don't know. Maybe my my mouth is dry. Uh, thanks, booze, for tuning in. Um, please um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're on Apple and Spotify. Um, please write and review, and please continue on emailing us or DMing us um, your personal stories or other stories um, or anything paranormal related or how you're doing. Um, we re- really really appreciate it, and we love hearing you all. And yeah, just thank you again, Booze, for tuning in. We shall see you next time. Bye. Bye. Adios y bye con Dios. Bye.